0: Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word.
1: So, since it is the start of the new year, I thought that uh, it would be good for us to look at some basic um, some basic truths um, that will help us to get through 2022, no? I, I still sometimes get stuck on 2021 but it's 2022
0: yeah.
1: um, I mean, it's so easy for us to get busy and stuck with everyday life and the challenges and opportunities that it brings and we can become so occupied with them that we do not see anything else, right? No? Sometimes our problems seem so big, and that is all that we see, um, and all that we focus on. Or maybe we've got goals that we want to reach, and that is what we focus on. And many times, um, it's also just everyday life, everyday life that gets us so busy. Like work, sleep, eat, work, sleep, eat, repeat. And our only aim is just to get to the weekend. We just want to get through the week, and along with all the unknowns that are coming our way, um, along with all our hopes and dreams, um, we can can lose track, we can go off course. Um, I don't know if you guys make New Year's resolutions. You know what a New Year's resolution is? My one New Year's Resolution that I will share is that I want to run 20 kilometers this year. Right? Um, or maybe you want to start that new diet that you've always wanted to start, you know. Or maybe um, you want to start a business. Do you guys have New Year's Resolutions? Can I hear a few New Year's <laughs> Resolutions from you? Last year I decided to
0: give 100% and this year I'm giving 100
1: that's awesome, that's awesome. <laughs> Anyone else? New Year's Resolutions? Emily, you've got New, new Year's Resolutions? Oh, you're I want to make a little more
2: forgotten. Peter and I continue the world,
1: and
2: sharing with him, doing shows, and witnessing every day as much as we
1: can. That's good. Study every day. That's very good. Anyone else? New Year's Resolutions? You want to start? Investing. Investing. Okay. Okay. Start investing. That's good. That's good. Anyone else? Winning souls for the Lord. Winning souls for the Lord. Yeah. Amen. No one else wants to share a New Year's resolution. Because if you share it here, all of us is going to keep you accountable for it. Yeah, that's awesome, that's awesome Okay, so you might be in a position where you don't know How you are going to get through 2022, no? Uh, You might not be feeling positive about the year 22 at all You might be anticipating difficulty You might be be anticipating problems already Um, And maybe some big problems have already, already come up, no? Maybe you've already had some challenges already Um, But let me tell you That this year You have made at least one You have made at least one Excellent choice And do you know what that is? That you are here this morning (laughs) And you know why I say that? Because Today we are going to look at How we are going to get through 2022 uh, With God Amen We are going to look at How we are going to make 2022 a good year. Alright. These truths that I want to share is simple truths. And it's easy to switch off and think that I've heard this before. I don't need to hear this. But if we apply these truths that I'm going to share. If we apply these truths to our lives. You will be alright even when bad things happen. And I know this because. yeah, you all are. No, Here we are. We got through 2021. Uh, and I know that many of you have a relationship with God, and that is the core of this message today. Alright, so what I want to tell you, the main thing this morning, is live every day in relationship with Him. Mm. Mm. No? Yeah. That's the simple truth, and I, uh, we, we have heard it before, no? But if you really do this, we are going to make a success of 2022. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So we need to practically do life of Jesus. This is something we need to purposefully choose every day. We need to realize that we need relationship with God. Amen? The empowerment, the fuel that drives the victorious life in Christ is what? Relationship with God. Alright? The empowerment... Oh, I said that. Sorry. (laughs) The Empowerment, the fuel that drives the victorious Christian life is relationship with God. If we do not remain connected to Him in daily relationship, we are going to struggle and we are going to suffer. Those problems that come against us, they are going to squeeze us. Mm. It's our our choice whether we squeeze back and what comes out of us when when problems come. But Christianity is all about having a relationship with God. I know that many people make it out to be something else. Many people make it about coming to church. Many people make it about doing things for God. Many people make it about living holy. That's the whole focus in life, to live holy. Mm -hmm. And all of those things seem to be good things, no?
3: Mm.
1: But that is not what Christianity is about. It is about relationship with God. Amen. Mm -hmm. That is why Jesus, came and lived on earth The Word became flesh and he lived here for 33 years He died on the cross and he and after three days he was he rose again He did all of that so that we can have a relationship with him. Amen. Do you agree? Amen. Let's look at probably the most famous scripture in the Bible Do you know what that is? Can you guess? Well, John 3:16. This verse is such an awesome verse. Sure. If people really believe what this verse says, then I believe that many people more will come into the kingdom of God. Because people have a wrong idea of God. But this is probably the most famous verse in the Bible. Why then don't we see more salvations? Because people don't believe this verse, eh? Three things stand out to me in those verses. The reason that He did it was love. That shows us that God's heart is love. Amen? So that we can have eternal life and be saved. Why is this so? Why would God want to give another human being or oh, another being eternal life? So that we can live forever. What is the point of living forever? Why would God want us to live forever? Can you guess? He loves us and he wants to be with us here. No? He wants a relationship with us. So. Do you see how everything God did, everything God did in Jesus, is geared towards having relationship with you? That's awesome. Now, if you if we just read John three sixteen and seventeen, eh? John three 16, sixteen and seventeen. If you turn it around, you've got John seventeen verse three. You see how you turn the two around? Uh, John 17 verse 3 gives us the definition of eternal life. That's awesome, man! Eh? It's, it's a nice way to remember it. I always remember it that way. Always, oh, I would always share uh, John 17 verse 3 with John 3, 16 and 17 because John 3 verse 16 talks about everlasting life. I mean, So he gives us the definition of eternal life. John 17 verse 3 says, This is life eternal. This is it. It's not this and it is not that. Or that or that. This is what it is. That they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So what is what is eternal life? That we may know. That we may know thee, the only true God, Amen. and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Amen. So eternal life is not about living in a mansion one day. It's not about walking on streets of gold. Even that even though that's yes. gonna be awesome. Yes. But eternal life is about knowing God Amen. and Jesus whom He has sent. This is what Christianity, this is why we are all here. This is this is the purpose of all of this. Amen. The purpose of the earth even purpose of the universe is for God to create man, a place for man to live and then to have a relationship with him that's what it's all about God gave us eternal life so that we might know him. God wants an eternal relationship with you that's awesome it has never been about anything else. It has always been about relationship just think about that We have made Christianity about many other things. Many of those things are not bad. Like I said, they're going to church. Um, (laughs) It's okay. No worries. Uh, We made it about a lot of things. But this is what it's about. The problem is that uh, we have made doing good things for God the first thing. Doing things for Him, we made the first thing the primary thing. But what is truly the primary thing, is to have a relationship with Him. And from that relationship, we do things for Him. That comes naturally. Amen? Let's look at Hebrews 1 verse 3. Hebrews 1 verse 3. Hebrews, yeah. Hebrews 1 verse 3, it says, The Son, that's Jesus, radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. When He had cleansed us from our sins, He sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. That's an awesome verse, eh? The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. One of the things that this verse tells us is that if you want to know what God is truly like, if you want to know what God the Father is truly like, who do we look at? Jesus. Amen. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. Another translation says the very essence of who God is. Amen. Is, that's Jesus. Jesus expressed the very character of God. He already took care of our sins. I like that part as well. When He had cleansed us from our sins, He sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. When, and I like how He says it, it's in past tense, eh? when He had cleansed us, you have been cleansed already. And then what Jesus did is He sat down at the right hand of God which means that the work is finished Amen. he's not going to get up again to come cleanse you of your sins alright he did it once alright he cleansed us we don't have to and we never could so stop looking at your mistakes and the things that you are doing wrong if you are a believer sin has been removed once and for all time Jesus did the work and he sat down, meaning it is finished. But as I was saying, Jesus is the perfect representation of God's character and nature. When we see him, we see the Father. He said, me and my Father are one. When we see him, we see the Father. During his ministry on earth, Jesus made seven recorded I am statements. And we find this in the book of John. The letter that you all the gospel that John wrote seven I am statements, and let's take a look at these statements. Okay, the first one is John 6, verse 32. John 6, verse 32. I wanted us to break up in groups and discuss this, but then we might leave here at two o'clock. So <laughs> let's, let's not do that. Uh, John 6 verse 32. John 6 verse 32 gives us the first I am statement that Jesus made. So why are we looking at this? Because Jesus reveals God. Jesus reveals the very character of God. So that is why we are looking at what Jesus says. Eh? I am the bread of life. John 3, uh, 32. Ah, sorry. John 6, verse 32. Jesus said. I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven, my father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Verse uh, 34, Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. Alright. So, what does this verse say to us with regards to our relationship with God? What does it say about the Father? Can anyone maybe tell me what stood out to you from that verse? He says that he is the living bread. Eh? The living bread that God gave from heaven. All right, Those who believe in him will never hunger and thirst again. I wonder what that means.
2: Living bread is the living word. He's the living word. He's living us. He's not dead.
1: Yeah. It refers to life. Bread gives us life. No? It, it, it gives us energy for the day. Jesus is the living bread, so what He refers to, I believe, is eternal life, yeah. Yeah? because that is who He is.
2: John 1 says because was the word. He, he was life, He was the life of man, yeah. He was the life, Jesus, he was the, the Lord. world and He is the life.
1: Yeah. Amen. Many times we go to the world in search of happiness and fulfillment. When we have relationship with God, He fulfills that hunger and that thirst. Amen. The people in the world always search for meaning in life and purpose. Only Jesus can give us that. Alright. God provided Israel with manna in every day. The manna pointed to Jesus. God provided what we need most. And He is still your provider. Amen. That is what I am taking for me personally. From, from His statement that I am... I am the bread of life. life. He is still your provider. The scripture reminds us to look to him in faith every day and depend on his grace and not on our performance because he gives us eternal life. So
0: therefore we can say then that he is the natural bread and he is the spiritual bread. So the natural bread feeds our body and the spiritual bread feeds our spirit.
1: And we eat this bread and we drink His blood and that gives us life, Mm. eternal life. You understand? Okay, John 10 verse 9. John 10 verse 9. John 10 verse 9, he says, (coughs) Mm. sorry. John 10 verse 9 says, Yes, I am the gate. Another translation says, I am the door. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. I like that. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose. That's good. If you ever wondered what Jesus' purpose was, he says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's good. You know what pastures are? Pastures, pastures. It's like felder, fields, green fields, with lots of shade and lots of green green grass to eat if you're a sheep. <laughs> okay. This scripture speaks for itself.
2: You better be a sheep. Yeah. If you have God, don't be
1: here. <laughs> Amen. Jesus is the only way to salvation and eternal life, which is relationship with God. The good pastures remind me of the Psalm 23.
3: Yeah. Rest
1: and refreshing is to be found in Jesus. Yeah. Amen. That's why we need to go to Him every day. Uh, Rest and Refreshing is to be found in Jesus. When we believe in Him, we rest from our own performance and depend on His grace. It ministers to me just to know that His desire is to give me life and life in abundance. That is God's heart towards Mm. you. His heart and His desire and His purposes for you is life and life in abundance. That's awesome. I know that He has the best in mind for me. What he has for me is better than anything the devil can tempt me with, Amen. Amen. and better than any anything that money can buy. Amen? Amen? That is why relationship with God is so important. He is the door. He is the only way to eternal life. Amen? John 10 verse 11. John 10 verse 11. It's just the next, uh, next few verses. John 10 verse 11. You all there? He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. Verse 12. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him. And he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf um, attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's, he's only working for money and doesn't really care about the sheep and then jesus says i am the good shepherd i know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and i know the father so i sacrifice my life for the sheep so he puts emphasis that he is the good shepherd and not a hired hand that only works for money jesus was contrasting himself here uh, the Good Shepherd uh, with the Pharisees. He was talking to the Pharisees when he said this, Now, You know who the Pharisees are? Yeah, the religious leaders of that day. And They were only interested in money. Um, Jesus is the opposite of these hired hands. Jesus lays his life down for the sheep. He does not abandon the sheep, but defends the sheep with his life when the wolf comes Jesus as the good shepherd takes ownership he says they are my sheep nee? yeah. God yeah. has taken he has taken ownership of you yeah. and responsibility for his sheep mm-hmm. he cares for his sheep deeply and he will never leave them alone or run from the enemy he knows his sheep by name and what happens when one of those sheep run away he searches for that one yeah. and that shows you the great value that God puts on your life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He has taken possession of you. You are His treasured possession. You are His special sheep. <laughs> you better start eating grass. <laughs> All right. Not really. Uh, now i got my own story out. Let me continue. You are one of His sheep. He takes care of you. He protects you more uh, than you would ever even realize. Yeah. Emily testified about that this morning. Jesus comes to seek out, rescue, heal, and feed the sheep. He will do so because He loves the sheep and they belong to Him. This is proven and accomplished. The proof is that He died for us on the cross. He gave His life for the sheep as He said there. Alright. John 11 verse 25. Okay, so now we looked at. Can you list them? The ones we looked at so far. What did you say, I am?
0: He is the
1: door of the gate. Yeah. The, 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 bread, of life. the bread of life. Yeah. And? The good, the good shepherd. And? Also, there's one more. The first one? Eternal life. Yeah, he is eternal the life. life. The bread yeah. of life. Yeah. Or did I... Oh, sorry, I, I was looking for looking at the one that you are still going to now. I'm sorry. I yeah, yeah. I, jumped. <laughs> I jumped the gun. Okay, so he said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. Oh, you didn't say you he was the light of the world, No, you right? didn't
0: say that. Yeah, we never said that. Yeah,
1: you didn't yeah, say that. No. That's what you always Yeah, say. that's what I was looking for. Okay, and the good shepherd we looked at? John 11, verse 25. He says... John 11 verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Verse 27, she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And that's all you need to do, eh? You just need to believe. Amen. Amen. Um, It's just about believing. It's not about our performance. Alright? This scripture encourages us that we can go all out for God. We can share the gospel with anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what people think about us, what they say about us, and what they can do to us. Amen. Even if we are persecuted and killed for sharing the gospel, we are still victorious. Because He, like He says here, is our resurrection and He is our life. We cannot lose. Amen?
3: That's
1: awesome. And it's actually a very deep thought to think about. Also, it brings us back to the truth that all we need to do is believe. Salvation by faith, in His grace alone What He did for us Not what we can do for Him That is what saves us What He did for us There are many other religions that have no certainty about life after death The fear of death torments them They wonder if they have been good enough to get into heaven We know that Jesus was more than good enough Amen Because He did it for us Alright? John 14, verse 6, John 14, verse 6, John 14, verse 6, Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth and the life, I am the way, the truth and the life, no one can come to the Father except through me, okay? if you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know Him, and you have seen Him. He was speaking to His disciples. Alright? Jesus is the only way to God, like we said. Another word for way is road. So we can say that Jesus is the only road to God. The only road to the Father. The only road that leads to eternal life. There's a scripture that says, Broad is the way that leads to to destruction, and narrow is the way that leads to life, and Jesus is the way. Amen? Jesus is that narrow road that we travel to get to eternal life. Um, If we want to know what God the Father is truly like, look no further. Jesus. Jesus revealed Him to us perfectly. Amen? Okay, then John 15 verse 1. John 15 verse 1. John 15 verse 1. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. Verse 3. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Verse 5 Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do Nothing. What stands out to you guys from that scripture?
0: But we
1: need to remain in Him. If we remain in Him, He will remain in us. Amen. Amen. How do we
0: remain in
1: Him? Yeah. We remain in Him by faith. Amen. By believing in Him.
3: Right?
1: But it has another application as well, like you guys said now, is by staying in relationship with Him. It's because we believe in Him, because we are now saved, that we can have relationship with Him.
2: Okay? We see that uh, Jesus is uh, the vine, right? And we are the branches. We have to visualize ourselves. Mm. We are in touch with Him, we are connected, yes, connected. we are all part of yeah. Him. It's not like a separate. You know, sometimes you would take like a relationship
1: or something against like a relationship, but it's not so I think a relationship with a couple, they mm. become one. Yeah. Or we become one with Jesus. Amen. That's... Absolutely. Um, yeah. This verse reminds us that daily relationship and fellowship of Jesus is necessary if we want to live fruitful lives. Oh, yeah. He says, Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah? What is also beautiful to me in this verse is that God does not prune us with pain and hardship. What does He prune us with? With love, yeah. There's something specific here in the verse. He says here, He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and He prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more." more. And then He says you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Amen? So God doesn't prune us. Do you know what pruning is? Pruning is like, I'm, I'm talking under correction as well, but you cut off certain, you cut off the dead branches, I think, or in, in a plant. So that cutting, sometimes people say, oh, the God is pruning me, if they're going through a difficult time. Amen? That's not true. God doesn't prune us through hardship. God doesn't prune us through problems. He says here, You have already been pruned, in verse 3. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Amen. When we live in fellowship with Him, staying with Him, we don't even have to worry about fruit. Many, many times, we are so worried about bearing fruit, that, that is all that we aim for. Yeah. All we should aim for is firstly relationship yeah. with Him. Amen. Okay? The fruit will come. Yeah. That is a promise. That is how it works. When we live in relationship with Him, all the old things pass away, and He changes us. As long as we stay in the Word, He says, "Let Him transform you by you renewing your mind." Okay? If we don't
2: get pruned. We have these dead parts, part of us, which will kill us too. So mm. Jesus has to cut that part. It's already dead mm. because it kills you. It grows. So he cuts that part, yeah. so you get all the nourishment for yourself. you don't die. So you can have life and life more abundant.
1: Yeah. And that happens through us staying because in the Word. Amen. Okay.
0: Away dead or overgrown
1: branches mm. uh-huh. or stems, especially to encourage growth. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he cuts off the old so that growth will take place. Eh? It's really awesome to see that little green tucky growing out of that place where he pruned. Okay, so people stay away from God because they do not know how good he is. Amen. Amen. He is. They don't know. Sorry. They don't know what his heart, his motives, and his intentions is, and that is only good. Eh? He has only good intentions, only good I motives guess. towards us, and he really does what is best for us. Amen? Okay. So let's let's uh, recap that once again. The first one was, I am. The bread of life, yeah. I wish I, had, I should have actually gotten chocolates here and I can throw you chocolates to motivate you. I'm, <laughs> so he said, I am the bread of life. And the second one? I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world, yeah. Someone's been taking notes, I see. Anyone else? After that, he said, yes? Yeah. The door, yeah, the gate. And then? It's in the same passages he also says that he is the good shepherd, yeah. And then he said
0: I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection of the
1: life, yeah. And then
0: I am the, way, the truth and the life
1: and then, I am the way, the truth and the life. And then I am the vine. I am the true vine, no? And that is why we need to be in relationship with him every day. It is for our benefit. For our benefit. Amen.
3: And there is great
1: benefit in, in having a relationship with them. That is how we get through 2020. Like how we got through 2021. Amen. Okay, so some practical things to do in a relationship is... Well, maybe I should ask you guys. What, what would you say is some practical advice for people wants to have a relationship with God. Your you need to? You
0: can introduce your testimony.
1: Introduce testimony. your testimony, yeah, definitely, to share the Gospel yeah, with that as well. As
2: worship is one to have a relationship. me uh, study the Word, renew your mind. Uh, you are the temple of God, to of who you are in Christ. You are the temple of God, that God gives in you. Be a part of that.
1: relationship stronger. Yeah. Talk with him every day. Get your fresh instructions. To talk to him mm, communicate, pray
2: yeah. every day, man. Right? Talk to him. He loves talking to you.
0: Yeah. I yeah. like that because many times we have the idea that prayer can be very difficult. Mm. Yeah. So when somebody says just talk to him, yeah. it's like talking to a friend, talking to your mom, yeah. talking to your
1: dad. You know, it's a, it's as easy as that.
2: Prayer is overrated. It's your communication
1: with God. You just make it such a yeah. touchable thing, you know. Yeah. Just your communication with God. You don't have to perform. You don't have to sound elegant. You don't have speaking
2: to speak James language.
1: Yeah, you don't have to speak James language. No? Simple. Talk to God. Some practical things that I wrote down here is um, that we need to purposefully set apart time. We need to purposefully set apart time for just you and God. Many times we feel like setting apart a certain time of the day is religious. No? And like we just said, some people talk to God all day long. They can say, well, I talk to God all day long. And that's good. But if you don't allow Him to talk to you, how are you going to grow no? We need to make time to sit and listen to what God is heart is for us. Okay. Look at your schedule. If you don't have a schedule, make a schedule. That's what I did in 2021. Advice from Peter from Steinbosch. So you can take that to the bank.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so sit down each day. If you don't know where you're going to find time to spend with God. Sit down. Look at your schedule. Think about how your routine works. Monday, get up. Seven. Write this down, eh? At 7 o'clock you get up, at 9 o'clock you go to work, you look at your day and you find some time all right, to spend with Him. It doesn't have to be necessarily at 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning. all right? Sometime of your day. Um, and choose a time of the day, preferably an hour that you can read the Word and think about what you read and even write down what God says to you. No? The thing is, God speaks to us through His Word, through the Bible, through the written Word of God. That's how He speaks to us. That's the primary way that God speaks to you. And you need some way to get what is written on those pages into your heart and into your mind. All right, Either you need to read it, or you need to listen to it as an audio Bible. But it's not going to come into you like by slapping your head with the Bible, or... Putting your Bible under the pillow and sleeping on the Bible or something like that. We are going to have to spend time, quality and quantity time with the Bible, with the Word of God. Amen? When we want to build a relationship with someone, we make an appointment. We have coffee with them and we talk to each other. We make time to get to know each other. We listen to each other's stories. We give advice. We joke and we laugh together. That is how relationship works. Amen. You all agree with this. There is nothing religious about making an appointment with God. To have relationship and to spend time with Him. Alright. Yes, He is wherever we go. Like we said earlier. That's awesome. Because as we go through our day, we can ask His Spirit in us. About any decision we need to make. And we can be in communication with Him wherever we are. In fact, I strongly urge you to do life that way. Do life that way. Know that He is with you. Like Philip also said, we are temple now of His Spirit in us. He goes wherever we are. But realize that He speaks to us primarily through His Word. Amen. And we cannot neglect spending time with Him. There are times in our human relationships when we give each other our undivided attention same with God, He wants your undivided attention, yes. alright? He wants to speak to you, He wants to tell you how much He loves you. He wants to tell you what your day is going to hold. He wants to encourage you, He wants to, you know, have a relationship, alright? And When I say all these things, I say it to myself as well. I'm not here standing here pretending I'm anything. I need to do these things as well, alright? I cannot urge us enough, spend time, set time apart to spend with God, reading and meditating on His Word, alright? And write down what stands out to you in Scripture. If you don't know where to read, do a devotional. Do you know what a devotional is? Mm. No? Uh, pick a devotional that takes you through the entire New Testament. Download the Version Bible app. You all know what the Version Bible app is? You have a phone? If you have a phone, put up your hand. Everyone. Yeah? And you go to Google Play Store. You know where that is? Yeah? You type in you version. This is in you, you and me. You version. All right? And there you can find lots of devotionals. And they give you every day a little part of scripture that you can read and think about. All right? And this, just that, that helped me in 2021 to have a relationship with God. Alright, if you don't know where to start reading, should I read the Old Testament, should I read the new one, go to UVision Bible app and start a Bible plan. It's as simple as that. Um, And it sounds mechanical, but God has spoken to me through those times that I spent with Him. Alright. And they have really blessed me last year. Alright, then... Jeremiah 15 verse 16 Jeremiah 15 verse 16 Says When I discovered your words, I devoured them. (laughs) I like that word. It says when I discovered your words, I devoured them They are my joy and my heart's delight for I bear your name, O Lord of heaven's armies. That's what Jeremiah says. When he discovered the words of God, when he discovered the scriptures, he devoured them. You know what it is to devour something? You eat it up. There's nothing left. You can't get enough of it. man. No? It's like those bags of chocolates. Have you ever seen those bags of chocolates that they sell in checkers? No? With all the different flavors. Anthea's family was here uh, in December and they've got lots of sweet dudes. like, right? they they love chocolates. And uh, the best is like, if you, you buy one of those bags of chocolates and you silently disappear into your room, and then when you come out there's only papers, right? that is what it is to devour something. You can't get enough of it, one after the other. That's how we need to be with the Word of God as well. Psalm so, 34 verse 8 says, Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Okay? Taste. He gives you an invitation. Come, taste. Come and see that the Lord is good over the joys of those who take refuge in Him. Amen? That's so awesome. Jeremiah says that, They are my joy and my heart's delight. That's good. The word of good is good. The word of God is good. (laughs) Amen. And then, the second thing that we are going to have to do this year, besides having relationship with God, is to have relationship with each other. Amen. Mm. To be a part of the family. Alright. To be a part of church, the family of God. Alright, if you want to make 2022 great, you are going to have to make yourself available to partake in the life of the church. Amen. Let's look at Hebrews 23, 10 verse 23. I'm almost finished. Hebrews 10 verse 23. I'm almost finished. Hebrews 10 verse 23 says, Let us hold tightly without wavering To the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Verse 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another. To acts of love and good works. Verse 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together. As some people do. But encourage one another. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So the first thing that I notice when I read that that verse. Is... The words, us and we. Did you hear that? He says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep His promise. Let us think of ways. So even there, it's about us. It's about the family. Amen? Alright. Adam could not live alone, so God made Eve. When people have things in common, you will see them forming groups immediately. Because we are like-minded. Amen? One of the great benefits of being part of the family is that we are together and together we can motivate each other to acts of love and good works like he says in that scripture. This I believe is talking about the great commission. Amen. Amen. To go out and preach the gospel, make disciples, heal the sick, raise the dead. Let me tell you it's much easier to do this together than to try and do it alone. When we are together we can motivate and encourage each other. When you are alone, who's going to motivate you? Who's going to encourage you? Eh? To good works, which is sharing the gospel. Colossians 3 verse 16, you can just listen. Colossians 3 verse 16, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Okay? Admonish one another. Yeah? Uh, Acts verse 2, verse 42 says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. That's what the early ch- church did. And they were under heavy persecution, yet they survived, because here we are today, Christians, eh? If the early church did not survive, then we wouldn't be here. And they devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching, which is the message of Christ and of grace. Amen. Uh, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Second Timothy 2 verse 1, Paul tells Timothy, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. In what should he be strong? In In grace. Amen. Hebrews 13, verse 9. Be not carried away, uh, sorry, be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is good, it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, and not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Alright, so these scriptures encourage us to meet together as much as possible because there is great benefit in doing so. To be a part of the family means that you are among people who constantly remind you, remind you and keep your focus on God's grace and the message of Christ. When you are all alone having church at home with radio pulpit or your favorite pastor teacher on YouTube, Who's going to do that? It's super easy to get sidetracked into wrong doctrines and unnecessary things. Things that seem to be good but distract us from our true purpose. Which is to share the gospel and to make disciples when you're alone at home. I've seen this myself when people leave church for whatever reason. They get sidetracked and you one day you never hear of them again. And it's actually very, 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 very sad. Alright. The writer of Hebrews encourages us to establish ourselves. That means to make firm, unmovable in the grace that is to be found only in Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm going to skip that part. And the last scripture. The last scripture. The last scripture. The last one. (laughs) The last of the last. Matthew 28 verse 19. Matthew 28 verse 19. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. So this is called the Great Commission. You can break the word commission up into two words. Co and mission. You know what co means? Together. It means together. It means, it refers to a a joint task. A joint instruction or instruction or a role or a purpose given to one, to a group, not to one, to a group of people. Co mission. It's not called the single you mission. It's co mission. All right. Each of us are called to share the gospel and make disciples, and each of us do that in our own unique way, but we do it together. Mm -hmm. Your gifts and your talents and your personality fits with ours, fits with those around you, like a puzzle. If you are not there, the puzzle is incomplete, amen? (coughs) Have you ever looked at uh, the inside of a watch? There's many gears, many springs, many things working together. If you take out one of those things, the wash stops, it dies. You are valuable. Your gifts and your personality, what God has deposited in you, is valuable. And the body cannot function, the body suffers if you take yourself out of the equation. The amazing calling and purpose that God has for your life is connected to the lives of your brothers and sisters in Christ. You are not going to live a fulfilled and happy life apart from the body of Christ. Practical tips is, be a part of a life group, come to the family gathering on Sunday, look for ways to spend time with friends that is a part of the family. All of this will also require you to make a choice. To prioritize what is truly important. Yeah. It is not going to just happen, alright? We are going to have to purposefully make time with each other, yeah. alright? Don't be just a, part, uh, a spectator, no? yeah. Don't come to church just being a spectator, be a partaker, alright? Make yourself available. That's going to have to be a, a choice that you have to make. And that is how we're going to get through 2022.
0: Amen. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info info@gracelife.co. At if you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.